Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening, where we are set to embark on a new study. Um, for those of you who have been tuning in locally, I hope you are enjoying some of our new Catholic programming throughout the week. On Monday, we are airing the podcast, The Liturgy Guys, which is a far-ranging examination into all things concerning the Mass. Uh, on Tuesday, we are airing the Word on Fire podcast, which is an internationally acclaimed podcast bringing really the Catholic faith into conversation with the culture. And as many of you are aware, this is hosted by the widely popular and esteemed Bishop Barron. Uh, on Wednesday, well, you still get me and Father Mike, right? We are set to continue unpacking movies on a weekly basis, reflecting into the many Christian and redemptive themes that go both seen and unseen in the movies we watch. I was having too much fun with Father Mike, so we are going to continue uh, what we do on Wednesdays. On Thursday, we are now airing Divine Intimacy Radio, which is a podcast that places an emphasis on the spiritual life and the life of virtue, uh, another widely popular, internationally popular podcast. And on Friday, well, you get me for a second time, as well as Bishop Barron. We're going to break up this half hour this evening with not only a reflection and teaching for me, but also the weekly homily that comes to us from Bishop Barron's website. So hopefully this week continues to be at your service so as to better understand the Catholic faith. You know, my friends, with the liturgy guys, the Word on Fire show with Bishop Barron and Divine Intimacy Radio with Dan Burke, you really are getting some of the best the Catholic Church has to offer in the world of radio and podcasting. So I really do encourage you to tune in. Uh, if you're tuning in by way of podcast, well, you still get me on Wednesdays and Fridays. But as I've noted, you can go to the websites that these podcasts are found with the Liturgy Guys and Word on Fire and Divine Intimacy Radio. Just Google those titles and the podcast will uh, pop up. Now, all of that being said, the question has been asked to me, Joe, what direction are you taking your Friday show? And well, as I've given it some thought, over the past 12 years, we have covered a wide breadth of topics concerning the Catholic life. I mean, if there's a topic to be had, we have probably talked about it. But the one topic that comes up again and again, as I really reflect and discern, is the desire people have, you have, to come to know God more. Often out from my conversations with you, I am reminded of the psalmist when he says in Psalm chapter 42, verses 1 to 2, you know the verses, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My friends, a soul captured by holy desire is not satisfied until it sees Jesus and the glory of his grace. It is that interior longing for the eternal that is never content with, with the earthly, right? For the soul that is restless for God 
things of earth grow what but dim as a holy desire goes up to God. What do we read in the opening beatitude? I was just talking about my 12 years here on Seeds of Truth hosting uh, various programs. And if there's any one verse that I have highlighted, it is Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. When you translate that Greek word for spirit, what do you have but panuma, breath, lung? What Jesus wants us to see in some of his opening words there on the mountain is that we are blessed if we long for God the same way our lungs long for air. Spirit, breath, lung. So if we long for God the same way our lungs long for air, we will be well on our way in the spiritual life. You know, Jesus says, blessing comes when holy desire is the motivation of a life surrendered to him. What do we read? But oh, three verses later in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? Filled. Filled. (laughs) So it is each and every Friday, We will take up all things concerning a holy desire for God. As I hear your holy desire for God. In point of fact, the podcast heading for each Friday will now be Holy Desire. Now, all of this had me musing over what I wanted this abbreviated time together on Friday to look like. And for the immediate future, I settled on this call we have to pray for one another. So tonight we kick off our new series, Holy Desire, with a response to that question we all get, can you pray for me? And so this evening will be the beginning of a longer series that will have us exploring how best to respond to that question. And so for this Friday and next Friday, we will initially consider 12 keys, 12 keys that might help us better understand that question, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me. These five words that when strung together form one of the more important questions in the spiritual life, if not the most important question in the spiritual life. My dear friends, God wants us to think like he thinks. God wants us to act like he acts. God wants us to live like he lives. And praying for others, I dare say, is a beautiful way of of thinking, acting, and living like Christ. In the words of the Catechism, paragraph 27-25, we read, We pray as we live because we live as we pray. And so it is. We live to intercede and pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ as they call us to pray for them. When someone comes to you, how do you respond? That is what we are going to be talking about this evening and subsequent Friday evenings. All right, so to these 12 keys, as we now embark on our new Friday topic of holy desire and this new series and how we might best respond to those five words, can you pray for me? I would say first, what we have to be mindful of is faith. The call we have to intercede in faith. Brothers and sisters in Christ, faith is primary, right? Faith is the door that opens us up to God. Whenever we approach God, we do so in faith. What does Hebrews chapter 11, 6 say? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Do we not read of such faith, my friends, in the Roman centurion? After Jesus told the centurion he would go to his home to heal his paralyzed servant, what did the centurion say? How did he respond? But Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. And how did Jesus respond to that? Well, what do we read? (laughs) When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Praying with faith is praying with the spiritual confidence that God will come through, my friends. We see and read a certain confidence with this Roman centurion, do we not? Remember what the word confidence means, confidere, with trust, with faith. So out from our first key point here, that is faith, I pose to you the question, do you pray with such confidence for those who ask you to pray for them? An important question. Second, intercede in the Spirit. My dear friends, all good prayer is prayed in the Spirit. What do we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27? But the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself, read it there, intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And Paul goes on, and all who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. When healing the deaf man with a speech impediment, what did Christ do? He looked up to heaven, and with a deep sigh, he prayed, Ephatha, that is, be opened. You know, often when we push ourselves athletically, we dig deep with sighs and groans. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God asks us to dig deep into the interior life and pray with sighs and groans, just as Jesus prayed. Those who ask for our prayers, they need our sighs. They need our groans. And so in the light of this key, this key of praying in the Spirit, I pose to you another question. Do you intercede with sighs and groans? So as we go through each key, I'm going to pose to you a question. A question I ask myself as I have reflected into these 12 keys in the past. Third, intercede in and with humble love. Humble love is unselfish love. Humble love is the foundation of all intercessory prayer. To love, as you know, is to will the good of the other. And praying for others, my friends, is a great act of willing the good of the other. What's more, all great acts of love include the great gift of time. You see, humble love sees and seeks out the needs of others because unselfish love is always willing to give the gift of time. And so let us give those who have asked for our prayers the gift of our time. And here again, I toss to you another question. Do you rush through your prayers or pray in a humble love, willing to give the gift of your time? Fourth, we should always be mindful to intercede 
in obedient love. What do I mean by that? Well, from humble love, we will learn the language of obedient love. The virtue of obedience, my friends, is rooted in our joyful response to what has been requested of us. We see obedient love modeled perfectly, of course, in Mary's response to the angel Gabriel. Let it be done to me according to your word, as we read in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. What's really interesting about this passage is that in the Greek, it is best translated as this joyful desire to do God's will. In other words, Mary's response is motivated not by what she has to do, but by what she wants to do. You see, my friends, obedient love is never a chore, but something we get to do. We should see our intercessory prayer as something we get to do. And so I toss to you a fourth question. Do you want to pray for those who have asked for your prayers? Fifth, and man, one that I believe is so important, intercede on the spot. As we respond in loving obedience, we should do so on the spot. In other words, our intercessory prayer should not waste time. Our intercessory prayers should be mindful of St. Paul's words to the church of Rome. What do we read in chapter 13, verse 11? Paul says this, Besides this, you know what hour it is, how it is full time now for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is near to us. Here, again, we have to ask another question. Do we pray with a sense of urgency? Moreover, when you pray on the spot, the person you are praying for will know that you are serious about prayer. And I don't know about you, but I think this can be a source of consolation for the person requesting your prayers. When I ask people to pray for me and when they take my hand and pray with me on the spot, it's, it's a great source of consolation. And so we have another question to ask. Are we a consolation for others? All right. Sixth and, and last for this evening, intercede from the heart. The Bible has so many examples of men and women praying from the heart. I am particularly fond of the exchange between Isaiah and King Hezekiah. If you were to go into Second Kings chapter 20, verses 1 to 3, the prophet Isaiah told King Hezekiah he would die. And in response to this message, King Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and weeping bitterly, he prayed, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in faithfulness and a whole heart and done what is good in thy sight. Interestingly, before Isaiah could even leave the middle court, he sends Isaiah back to King Hezekiah with a second message which was really a response to the king's prayer. In the second message, God said, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Brothers and sisters, God answered Hezekiah's heartfelt, tear-filled prayer by adding how many years to his life? But 15. In the end, God wants more than just lip service. Certainly, we hear that echoed in sacred scripture. He wants a people who seeks him with their whole heart, as Psalm 119, verse 2 says. The last question I toss to you this evening is this. Do you pray 
with an open heart or a closed heart? What is your disposition? So this evening, my friends, in response to that question, can you pray for me? I thought it would behoove us to consider our intercession in faith, our intercession in the spirit, our intercession in both humble love and obedient love, the call we have to intercede on the spot, and lastly for this evening, the call we have to intercede from the heart. Amen. Amen. All right, let us close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we do just give you a special thanks and praise for the gift of time, for the gift of prayer, for the gift of desire that you put into our heart that we might desire more of you in all that we do each and every day. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you.